The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Joining us on the phone line is Coda Holdings Vice President of Marketing and Product Planning, Greg Adams. Welcome to the show, Greg. Morning, Heather. Coda Holdings have various businesses under its umbrella. We're here to talk about specifically Coda's automotive division. How did the company start? Basically, as you mentioned, we're a holding company with three divisions, but the company itself started way back in 2009 in Santa Monica as a California-grown company. We then moved in the fall of 2011 over here to a very large warehouse in L.A. to put everyone under one roof including the uh, techs and the engineers who need to work on our cars and batteries and uh, uh, IP and propulsion systems. So it's been a three, four, five-year history, but um, been very quick. Uh, you currently have five dealership locations. I've always wondered, how does a, a manufacturer-dealership relationship work, and uh, how do you add more locations? Sure. From the automotive perspective, if you consider the fact that uh, California and then within that maybe Northern California is probably the mecca of the overall EV world globally. Uh, us being here in California and starting with this state makes a lot of sense. We've had, we found four very good dealers plus set up our own single point experience center in the Century City uh, Westfield shopping mall uh, so that people can come in who are just curious about EVs in general and what they can possibly do and have a chat with us and not have to make a major commitment up front uh, or go right to the dealer, take a test drive, and um, buy a Coda. So we've been focusing on California to take advantage of the Mecca effect. And uh, as we go and prosper and, and make sure that that works well, uh, we've got a lot of other people in different states calling us already about moving to the East Coast, mild states, even up to some of those colder areas where you would think an EV would not be the best thing, but we know it is. Yeah. Is it possible for EVs to have four-wheel drive in the cold areas? Hey, anything's possible. It's basically <laughs> change, changing your power plant from a, a gas-burning uh, power plant to one that's pure electric. And in, in many ways, electricity can be more efficient, too, especially when you put it to the wheel. So it's something we would love to consider. Uh, what are some of the major misconceptions about uh, electric cars? <laughs> I would think the, the biggest misconception, at least from the vehicle standpoint, is that they're slow. You know, the golf cart comes to mind, and I would tell you, <laughs> anyone who gets into an EV, uh, as soon as they hit uh, the Coda accelerator, we can't call it a gas pedal, the accelerator, they get what we call the EV smile, which is the throw back into your seat and take off like a rocket ship, uh, best-in-class torque, 221 foot-pounds of torque, which is, to be honest, quite amazing. Yeah, do you, at the factory, do you have to throttle that back so it's safe for consumers, or is it just exactly how the motor is? Um, I wouldn't say throttle it back. I mean, when you think about uh, how an EV works and what a, a customer demands, it's, it's, it's range, efficiency, but also some of this um, torque and acceleration that not only is fun to drive, but gives you an active safety measure. So, so when you put all that together, and then you made it to our active thermal management system to make sure that the battery stays at the right temperature in extreme heat or cold, you get what we call a balanced vehicle, a balanced EV. So not so much dialed back, but um, let's say perfected or um, tweaked to be at its best. Oh, okay. Um, one of the big questions I have personally with electric cars is I bought a new computer about 
a year and a half ago. And uh, just in a year and a half, the battery life isn't nearly as what it was when it, I first bought it. Uh, is that an effect as far as how much battery storage you can get in an electric car? Does your mileage range start to decrease as the years go on? I'm not going to question you on what PC you bought, but I will tell you that um, our, our battery life is great. We have the best in class 10-year, 100,000-mile battery warranty. And the chemistry that we use, lithium-ion phosphate, the phosphate's the key, uh, that's a differentiating factor. It's a bit more expensive and a bit more stable and robust. And we found that we will have a very long life uh, for the battery, one that we're not afraid at all to offer such a good warranty on. One of the things about the battery, too, that I always had questions on is, what do you do with the old ones? Do you just have a, a, a waste issue, or do, is there a way to recycle them? Or, Well, I mean, if you consider that most people in the, UA, in the U.S. on average keep their car about 10 years um, on average, and then the life of the car can go beyond that, it's not really something that you just go in and, and replace as often as you think. Another owner may come along or whatever, so the car and the, therefore the battery that accompanies it will basically last you until you decide to you know, take the car and scrap it and move, move on, whoever that last owner is. So, we, so we, uh, we are then able to use the battery for a long time. Separately, and it's a different area of business, but our, our energy storage business, which also uses the same exact battery technology that we developed, is there to keep, make sure that we are able to have batteries, say, for a hospital in the middle of the Sahara Desert to keep temperatures of um, medical equipment and other things uh, always at a precise level for a very long time, uh, for a very long time, meaning years out. Um, it's not really an issue like a PC, for example. Yeah. Um, one last question about some of the misconceptions. A lot of people say, my dad, for example, that electric cars simply move the source of pollution from cars, uh, from a car's tailpipe to the power plant that will be asked to produce more electricity. Is this true? And what's wrong with this logic if it isn't? Um, <clears throat> and there's two ways to look at it. First is where, where that energy or those emissions are being dissipated. Clearly, the car doesn't give off any emissions whatsoever. So one is, once the energy is into the vehicle, once it leaves the, the point of wherever that last, let's say, gasoline, coal, or other fuel-burning source is, is producing it, it then is emission-free. The second thing is, as you know, there's a lot of ways to, to create the energy that goes into a vehicle, like wind or solar generation <coughs> or nuclear generation, which is coming on. So you, you can, once you isolate it, then you can then rid the, the offending source uh, as you replace or extend the types of energy that you would put into the car. The other thing I would say, too, is the efficiency of a, an electric vehicle is very important. As you know, when you go around a uh, gas-powered car, you can feel the heat coming out of the vehicle. That's, that's energy dissipation. So it's not being used to power the vehicle, which an electric car you'll find is it's much cooler as a vehicle. So the energy inside is used to, pro to propel the vehicle, not just to go off into the atmosphere, so the waste element overall is reduced. And then maybe the last thing is, you, a lot of people consider the generation of electricity uh, but, uh, from gasoline, but when you have a gasoline-powered vehicle, not only do you need to create the, the refinement of the gasoline, but you need to move the gasoline to all of these individual gas stations, which requires even more gasoline. So looked at it upon, uh, from a multiple effect, um, electric cars are very efficient and very low emissions and only getting more more so as we become more solar or wind or other 
generation um, dependent. How much is the average savings a Coda owner would expect to see over uh, the you know a yearly over the his prior gas powered car? Yeah, funny you should mention that. Um, just yesterday, we were in two locations, one in L.A. and one right there in uh, Orange County and near our Flatabo dealership, essentially protesting the fact that gas prices are now at their highest ever in the state of California. Uh, we saw it get to $4.67 on average middle of last week, and it's ridiculous, and it only, it's only going to get higher. Yeah. Um, when you take a look at where we are, we, we know that, that it's cheap to run a Coda both from a fuel perspective and an overall total cost of ownership from buying the car to when you get rid of the car. If you take into account the tax breaks, free parking at LAX is the best parking. You can get $30 a day free, so 10 days there would be $300 in a gas car free for us. That aside, we're offering 10,000 miles of free fuel if you buy a Coda between now and October 31st. And the reason we're confident about that is because that equates to $552, which is about a fifth of the cost of driving that same distance in the average um, gasoline-powered vehicle. With that being said about LAX, uh, how well are people doing with your charging stations around the state so that if you do drive, let's say, 60 miles, you can, you know, plug it in for, you know, an hour and then, you know, maybe charge it for two hours, I'm sorry, and maybe charge about half the battery to get back home. Sure. I mean, it, it, there are two key things right now uh, in terms of perception for a potential EV buyer that stand out. One is price or cost and one is range. And we talked about the cost side, but on the range side, the Coda can get you up to 125 miles uh, of range, which is the best in its class. Anything under luxury is, is what we call our class. So 125 miles, I have a 22-mile commute. So Monday morning, my car is charged. I don't need to charge until I get back home on, on Friday evening. The other thing is 96%, I think, of people charge their vehicle at home uh, at night when they come in. It'll, if you happen to be at zero, which no one of us is ever at, it'll take you about five hours to charge uh, a Coda. But We've got a guy up in Northern California who's gone 5,000 miles and out of pocket spent all of $7 on charging. And what he does is he goes to the office, he may plug in either to what they call level two uh, quick charging or just to a, a regular 110. And there's millions of 110 outlets all around, mostly for free. You plug in and you, you tap off a little there if you need it or you go for say say to a Walgreens where they offer level two charging, or you go to LAX and park if you need to take a business trip, uh, Santa Monica, Hermosa Beach, a lot of um, the more forward thinking communities are offering not only free charging, but free parking and some pretty prime parking spaces if you don't own an EV. You find that once you actually get in the vehicle, uh, especially with our range, you, you really don't have the anxiety of where you can get a charge because you can, take care of 98% of your travels with 125 miles. And just a side note for those that are listening, UCI actually has a charging station in, in some of their parking units. So if uh, you have an EV and you commute here, it's on the very bottom part of the parking structure. They do charge though. Uh, with the bigger car companies, uh, Nissan, for example, with the electric Leaf, how does a smaller company like yours survive with the major manufacturers who already have extensive infrastructure and capital already at their disposal? Sure, good question. I guess the point goes back to you know who we are. We're a pure play company. All we make is electric vehicles. There is no 
gasoline vehicle in our lineup. So unlike maybe some of our uh, brethren in the EV industry, where maybe 1% of their lineup is EV and 99% these fuel-breathing uh, vehicles, we focus on and have expertise only in the EV area. And that's what gets us our best-in-class range, our best-in-class torque. That's what gets us um, some of the things like um, best-in-class acceleration, the best warranty for our battery because of the battery technology. So those things are there now, and of course, as we go forward, those things will continue to improve at a rate that we believe will be quicker than the uh, larger OEMs who are really focused on their gasoline-powered vehicles. How does Coda see its model refresh rate, and what are your plans for more models in addition to the current sedan? Hey, well, we think we've got a, a really great sedan right now. I mean, we're the only five-passenger um, sedan in in the EV business in our class, and to be honest, it's the most familiar and most popular vehicle shape that's out there. Uh, so you can get that 14.1 cubic feet of covered trunk space, and we can take the two rear seats and fold them flat for full pass-through to get even more space. That's a great thing to start with, knowing that most people purchase sedans in this country. Um, but for sure, we're looking at it, other variants of the vehicle, the current vehicle, and, and additional vehicles uh, going forward in the next few years. Do you see a day where uh, your car company could, um, you know, batteries become more prevalent? And do you see your company competing in NASCAR one day? Could be NASCAR, could be F1, and it could be Indianapolis. I mean, we were in what, what is called the refuel, uh, I won't call it a race, but a time attack uh, trial, uh, like a race up at Laguna Seca earlier in the summer. Uh, there are a lot of people out there with an awful lot of money and a lot of backing, a lot of interest from uh, everywhere from a Ferrari all the way down to a Coda who are interested in getting into EV-powered racing. Like I said, that torque and the acceleration is amazing. So all you need to do is go get, get yourself into an EV to experience what we're talking about. But a lot of people are already about to spend a lot of money on setting up EV racing at all levels. And NASCAR may be one of them at some point. Uh, just one last question. We're experienced from your prior stints at automotive companies. Uh, serves you well at, at such a startup company? Um, I've had the fortune to be with a lot of uh, different brands, um, some that are very uh, general consumer-oriented, some are very racing or luxury-oriented, um, Asian, European, and American automakers. What I can say is that Coda, the people here, all come from a very strong background from very prominent companies, and they bring in an expertise as well as a passion for wanting to make pure EVs uh, more prevalent in the world, and, and bringing some of that automotive knowledge and working with different brands that did amazing things uh, with next to nothing or did amazing things in terms of building a brand and, and bringing more people on really helps with Coda. Um, like I said, I had, I had the fortune of wor working for arguably the most famous brand in the world, um, and they naturally get people who want to be associated with that brand. What I would say is, compared to all the other brands that I've worked for, Coda is probably the next most um, interesting in terms of people wanting to do stuff. The pure play EV company is something that, that grabs a lot of people's hearts and, and people just want to be associated with it. My guest has been Greg Adams. He is the Vice President of Marketing and Product Planning at uh, Coda Holdings, and they are an all-electric an car company that just started in 2009. Thanks for being a guest on The Heather McCoy Show. Thank you, Heather.